Well, I'm kind of an apologist now for doing In the Dead, the album. <laughs> the actual album. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. And we you can never make it. fun of me again for having like an outside well, I'm not, take. Like, Steven, I never, Steven manages I never to become make fun of you for anything if we go long enough. <laughs> I think with Dylan In the Dead, like I've talked myself into liking this record. And I'm not going to go overboard and say that it's a masterpiece or anything. But I do think that there are certain attributes of the record that I want to highlight. I won't do it yet. I think I want to wait until we talk we about the We should do show. the actual record sometime. And I, Ian, I think what you were saying, Stephen, was that you're an apologist for specifically the record, Dylan and the Dead. Is that what we're t- well, talking about? Well, the thing about? about this show, and like this will highlight, this is like sort of previewing what I'm going to be talking about with this show, is that I think that what the Dead do for Dylan and what Jerry specifically is doing for Dylan is heartwarming to me because i do Mm. think that dylan himself is uh at best inconsistent in these shows and (laughs) at worst totally lost terrible (laughs) dog shit and and i actually think that the dead you know are actually they're doing their best to spotlight him and i think Mm -hmm. jerry in particular he's doing quite a few things to prop bob up here and I think that's what I respond to when I listen to Dylan and the Dead, that what the band is doing and what Jerry is doing to me is, um, it's heartwarming to me. Because I, 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 and, and I, I just love the relationship between Bob and Jerry. And I, and yeah. I do think that there's an element of like just pure friendship mm. here with Jerry where he's supporting Bob. At a time where he, where, where, when Bob was not at his best, and and Jerry yeah. too, I mean, he was coming off a pretty serious health scare at this time. He sounds right? like it, it on this show. Yeah, but like, you think? I don't know. <laughs> on the Bob parts, not so much on the dead parts. Huh? Yeah, I think Jerry sounds pretty good. I mean, I mean, it's weird because Jerry had, you know, like he basically almost died in 1986, and then the diabetic coma. The, was that it? Yeah, and then like the dead have this incredible turn of events where they, you know, they put out In the Dark, which is a big hit record, and they have Touch of Grey, which is, you know, introduces Huge them shit. to a whole new audience and it really starts to blow them up. And the dead as a live band, and I don't know how Rob feels about this, but I think 87 to 92 to me is a great period for the dead live. I love that era of the dead mm-hmm. and also the Jerry Garcia band at that time. Was he I'm, covering a lot of Dylan stuff around then? Well, Jerry Garcia, and we'll get into this when we talk about the show, because I think okay. the Jerry Garcia band element, he went a lot deeper with Bob in the Jerry Garcia band. Like there were, he played deeper cuts with that band. And there's like a lot of crossover between the Grateful Dead repertoire with the songs they covered by Dylan and also the songs that Jerry covered by Dylan in this set. It's like, it's almost like half of the set from this uh, Oregon show are songs that like Jerry was playing himself. Mm. And there is there are times listening to the show where I was like, I wish Jerry was singing this song and not Bob. <laughs> because, uh, you know, because they're playing it the way that Jerry played it. But Bob's singing it and not always very well. You know, mm-hmm. so that's something we'll get into as we kind of dig into it here. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. The the Jerry element here, I actually think Jerry 
I'll just say he's the early Roman king for me. I, oh, I, sure, I, of course. He's really stepping up in a way that, again, I find heartwarming. I think he's really propping up Bob in a lot of ways in yeah. the show. No, yeah. I do feel that, and I, I also think that the way that uh, the way that it, it it works is kind of like I, I if I'm really being honest, I, I can't really criticize it without feeling like a hypocrite because. It, it seems like friends who are comfortable around each other enough to like make some mistakes and not be like so precious about it. And they're having fun together and it doesn't really amount to the same project as them being on their own doing their song. It's like they're together experiencing what it's like to be together doing this. And we get to watch that rather than they're like on stage transmitting their like in lofty material it's it's not that one of the interesting things you know i was reading up about this era is that despite it being pretty much universally reviled <laughs> i would say maybe that's extreme but neither did fans or dylan fans like it very much uh dylan talks about it as extremely pivotal to him so it's like the evidence isn't there on the tape on stage uh but something really clicked with him. I mean, he talks about it in Chronicles. I don't know if we get how deep we get into context here, but oh yeah, it's it's a big part yeah. of the Chronicles chapter where he talks about you know playing with the dead, and he has this whole story about they keep coming up with deep cuts that he barely remembers, doesn't know how to play, isn't really connected with, uh, and then he like because it's Dylan goes out to a bar, sees a jazz band, drinks a <laughs> yes. gin and tonic, the has three a breakthrough, thing. yeah, <laughs> about how yeah, like like this is like he's going about it all wrong like this is changing his entire perspective on music this all supposedly happened in june when they were rehearsing uh so you would think maybe by july the shows would be a little better but i think he's still kind of having a crisis on stage during these shows uh (laughs) but it has a happy ending in that it you know pretty much is the spark for the entire never-ending tour right that's right i think that's Mm -hmm. accepted at this point and so what's interesting to me is one why didn't this work? Like, on paper, this should have totally worked. Uh, so some things we can talk about over the course of this episode is, like, what? why didn't this click when it should have? Uh, and then, two, what did Dylan get out of it? And how did he change it to become, you know, basically the great work of the second half of his career, which is still ongoing, which is the never-ending tour? Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I think there's it's, it's a really fascinating era, even if it's not always the most pleasant thing to listen to i mean just to piggyback on like what rob was saying i you know from like what i've read about this tour is that a lot of the problems were dylan's fault that (laughs) they got together with the dead they did these rehearsals they rehearsed like a hundred some songs and you could hear there's like a bootleg famous bootleg of the rehearsals and they're running through all these different songs and like there are people out there who feel like the rehearsal bootleg uh that uh, that is out there is like better than the shows that they played they rehearse all these songs and then dylan shows up and like he wants to play songs that they didn't rehearse (laughs) so like the dead like they're totally lost like there's this idea that like the, the the dead are is like this chaotic band like they don't like they're very shambolic which they are to some degree but it's because they improvise a lot and they don't plan ahead necessarily like dylan is like even 
a more extreme example of like what the dead does. Yeah, in I was, that respect. It's Bob's and, fault. Wait, we I mean, just and, be straightforward of it. Well, and there's also the idea, of, and again, like this gets into speculation that like he was drinking a lot during this tour, that he wasn't like totally focused, that he would be like playing songs and like not singing the right words or playing the right chords. I mean, I think that the dead actually supported him in a very kind of capable way and just Dylan himself wasn't in a place where he could fully take advantage of that. I mean there's also the fact too that you know the Grateful Dead for ill or or whatever like they they were never a band with a leader. Like Jerry Garcia was the unofficial leader, but he was not a person who was going to assert his authority. He's just like it, Bob in that way. They, that, well, they yeah. have that in common. Exactly. So you have this situation where there's no leader, and then you put Bob Dylan in there, where he's not really the leader either, and it just creates a situation like where it's like if if Jerry were the band leader officially, I think it would have been something different. But there was no leader, and it was totally yeah. rudderless. But having said that, and we'll talk about this as we get into the show, I had a great time listening to the show. I actually enjoy. Like, I, there's some definite flaws here that we're going to talk about. I'm sure, but I had a really good time listening. Well, to the it, show. We're <laughs> half hour in, so I think we got to just jump into it now. Well, I, I'm, I, I, I still want to. I, I got more questions to ask because I can't think of uh, anyone more well qualified to answer this question, Stephen. Uh, as as a Tom Petty and a dead head in equal measures, you know, '87 Bob is coming directly off the True Confessions tour with the Heartbreak. How do you feel about the Dead backing Bob in '87 versus the Heartbreakers backing him the year prior? I mean, I definitely think on a show by show basis, the Petty tour is more entertaining to listen to it, it 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 it's definitely more focused i mean the heartbreakers are a much different band obviously than what the grateful dead is um but i don't know i feel like i'm going to be defending this show more often than not as we get into it because uh i think the jerry and bob dynamic is really unique and it's something that i wish I wish those two guys had done more things together mm-hmm. because I I think there's enough good stuff in this show and, and other Dylan and Dead shows where if that could have been developed a little bit more, it, it, it could have been pretty great. On top of, I think, just Jerry being like the best interpreter of Dylan songs that there's ever been. Um, I don't know. So I like them both. I guess I don't really want to pick one or the other. I mean, we're talking about <laughs> Tom Petty and Jerry Garcia, The Grateful Dead. These are like my, my favorite things. It's a, of all Sophie's time. choice for exactly. Steve. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Steven's choice. 